Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Squirrel friends. Hello. Oh, thank you, Becca. That was great. Welcome. Welcome back, everyone, for a very, very special, special episode. How many times did I say special? 17. Yeah. Well, today we're going to, I mean, it's my favorite thing to do. Review a report is my favorite. People are like, Fab, have you got a life? No, I don't. This is my life. <laughs> Literally, right. Running my businesses. No, I'm joking. But sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But there's a reason I love this report, and it's because is a talk walker and HubSpot report we'll talk about today. And Beck and I were joking about the fact that it, it literally read our mind, didn't it? That's how I felt when we were looking at it, didn't we? Yeah, it's it's like our our brains, the contents of our brains have been just into this report. I enjoyed it very much. I was just like, yeah, yeah, I mean, tell us more. And it's like 10 trends when it comes to social media. And I would even argue there's a lot more about marketing overall than just social media, but the focus is on social media. And this year is Talkwalker and HubSpot. So Talkwalker always collaborates uh, with incredible people, incredible experts, <clears throat> including yours truly. Hello, we'll get to that. And it's just interesting because it validated a lot of the things that we talk about in this podcast pretty much every week. And just seeing other people 
reinforcing that really made me quite happy because I was like okay it's not just us kind of dreaming of it and my favorite thing before I actually have Becca maybe talk about I would say even like chronologically the first trend they talk about because it's it's so on point and so on brand for Becca but what I love about the the trends is that this year the whole report is really based on the idea that the trends are powered by customers so all of them they were going to look through together and how consumers are actually driving social media trends. And to me, it basically reinforces the idea that consumer-driven marketing is really where we are going. And it's always should have been, but you know, we're stubborn and sometimes we don't want to accept it. But I love it that, as well as the trends, which again, we're going to go through a couple of them, maybe a bit more, a couple of them we're just going to introduce for you. I just love the idea that we're like, okay, consumer first. This is how we see the consumer has been driving these changes and I think is refreshing and rewarding. And I'm even hoping then social platforms can learn from that. Now, as I said, the first one is the one that is very in brand for Becca. So Becca, tell us what is the first one again? First one is, um, this may come as a surprise, hopefully not, but TikTok will take over social media, leaving other platforms to adapt. Now, when I read this, you can imagine, I was like, yes, ah, oh, my favorite app, favorite social network, everything is gonna take over the world. Okay, so you've all been warned. But no, I think, I think, this, is, I think this is such a good point. And I think we're still at the stage where for some um, brands, people might be feeling cautious, people might be wondering, is this the right place for me, you know, how, how do I make this type of content work? But as Fab has just mentioned, social media is really being driven by consumers. And I think in the last 12 months, especially, we've seen how all of the other apps are scrambling because of the success of TikTok. So we talk often about Instagram and Reels and oh, they've just copied TikTok and everything. It's like, yeah, they have. And to give them the benefit of the doubt, They've had to because the TikTok format is so successful, so popular, so engaging. That's why platforms are literally bringing out the ability to kind of match that because they're like, we need we need a slice of this pie. So I thought it was very, very good. Um, and obviously I was very happy to see this. But just this thinking about actually, yeah, how are other platforms leaning into the kind of TikTok format? Um, and you've got Instagram Reels coming about, and obviously, you know, Reels are very successful, but we still see, despite the whole watermark thing, a lot of TikToks reposted to Instagram. Also Reddit rolling out their um, TikTok format, which looks really, really, really similar. Like the buttons are all in the same place, but like, hey. And just this drive towards short form content as well, like this bite-sized video has really driven like, yeah, we, we want content, we want it short, sharp, engaging, we want it now. So you've got to you gotta follow your audience. And if your audience are gonna be using TikTok, you've got to you've got to follow TikTok. So everyone, I'm sorry I've been talking about TikTok for the last 12 months, but I told you so. I told you. <laughs> All right, calm down, kids, calm down. <laughs> You know what, though, is what you said as well, it kind of shows that some of the other trends that we're going to see in the report are actually based on that as well. So that's probably why it's also the first one, because like the, the snack size content, that kind of engaging content, you can see that it comes back into some of the other trends. So again, 
it has really shaped a lot of the ways that we look at consuming content now and probably in the future. One thing that I found super interesting, though, just I wanted to jump on this because so uh, there's obviously loads of quotes, again, including expert insights from myself, but I'm going to stop saying it. But there's one on TikTok uh, from Michael Seltzer from Social Media Examiner, which I found really interesting, which said, listen to this. According to our research, 68% of marketers do not plan on using TikTok for marketing purposes in 2021. So that's last year. However, 32% are interested in learning about the platform. And I found it so interesting because it's like TikTok is really driving through and forward. But I think there's still a lot of insecurity or maybe even just resistance from a lot of marketers and brands to actually take that leap. And I think it's changed now. Obviously, the 32% people have an interest probably now they've bridged that gap. But I still see that. And I was like, yeah, that actually does make sense to me. You know, I was like, I can see why that would be the case and why that would be happening. So in a way, I wasn't really too shocked about it. Um, and I found it quite an interesting kind of outline of, of that as well. Be like, well, yeah, we know that we need to use TikTok, but there's still resistance. And why is that? And how can we change that? So that was one of the interesting things that I saw from this first trend. Now, bam, bam, bam. Again, there's so much data for all of them. So that's why it's about 68 pages. So that's what I would say. Like, obviously downloading is gonna be in the show notes. So just go and download it as well and read it for yourself if you wanna get everything else. But I thought it would be interesting for us to kind of go through some of the bits. What I love about the second trend again is that is literally Becca again. I think they just read your mind again because it's all about social ads and how actually they're going to be developing and, and growing even stronger and deeper, especially as, I love the pun, cookies get crunched. So I think because of the change in data privacy and everything else, but also the fact that people have had blockers more than ever, how actually social ads, and again, it goes back almost to TikTok, and that's kind of like native feature and seamless feature of ads is going to become more and more prominent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think one Thing I particularly liked about this insight was the emphasis on not being lazy with your targeting. So this is one thing that I come across all the time when I'm given access to um, like a brand's ad account. I look at their targeting and the audiences they've got set up and sometimes I have a little cry at my desk because I'm like, what were you ever expecting to achieve with this? Um, and so because, you know, cookies, see you later, You've got to be clever and work at building that super engaged audience. Um, you, you can't be lazy. You can't be lazy with your targeting. You can't be lazy with your content. You've really got to put yourselves in the shoes of the consumer and figure out what's going to make these people um, relate and, and get on that level with them so that it's you're not relying on, oh, okay, cookies, cookies. Like, no, you can't just fall back to that. And the other thing I thought that was really nice was oh, it was yeah so again this word which i not i don't think i've heard of it before and then i was like i'm gonna use this all the time shoppertainment have you seen that and i was like oh my god i, I really like this and it kind of like the word itself reminds me of i don't know if you've ever sat and watched qbc ever have you ever done that Anne? no okay qbc is like a shopping channel and we sometimes watch it and particularly liked watching um segments about hoovers but that's just a weird quirk I have. But it's about like, yeah, if you've got, say, a product, don't just go, here's a product, you want to buy it. Like, no, 
no no you've got to be clever with how like who's your target audience what challenges are they facing how can you present the solution to that in an interesting fun entertaining way hence shop attainment um and i thought this is going to be really good and hopefully this trend and what we'll see across all platforms instagram TikTok, no matter like what brands want to use is more time and like budget essentially on making sure that content is actually you know we throw around oh make sure it's valuable content all the time but make sure no like make it do the thing don't be lazy because you, you can't if, if you're lazy it's not going to work to be honest that's it you know what this actually seamlessly jumps into the third trend which is all about social selling and again that shop attainment which i love the word as well kind of winks at that again doesn't it the idea that social selling and you can look at it in different ways obviously i think that's why it's a good continuation of the conversation about ads but also the fact that pretty much every single social um platform um did it successfully or not uh, twitter trying to do shoppable tweets anyway but you know pinterest has done really well with pins and you know there's going to be prominent place in, in reels and you know we talked about also and we looked at um you know live streaming again talking about hoovers again hopefully there's not going to be a live stream on instagram about hoovers but if so we know the back is going to be there you know what i mean it's been interesting to see that there's different focuses on providing tools for brands and creators alike to be able to seamlessly remove that friction which is kind of interesting because 2021 was also the year of e-commerce and then 2022 is going to be can we take it an extra level and actually make social even more seamlessly the next step for selling and i think especially for products it's going to be a lot easier i still believe that b2b has has to go away from it and actually create a better relationship with our customers but for b2c and products i definitely can see that becoming even more relevant and again this lady called Fab Giovanetti, founder of All Marketing School, said in the insights, um, the growth of social selling is linked to seamless social selling and is the world of the future and social ads are adapting to the need. So TikTok ads and something we talked about show that the native advertising is more compelling for a savvy audience that can see through stage promotions. Again, this lady, Fab, said it really well, but the point is, joking aside, there is this very interesting thing of seeing creative ways that social selling is evolving and how it is shaped by the interests of the customers. And it's not just you use this team, which is obviously user-generated content, which is great, but you can see there's other ways that we're really trying to map the customer experience throughout social media, not just taking them away from social as well. For trend number four is all about post-pandemic content. And I just wanted to quickly jump on that uh, just saying that there's a combination of two things. There's audio content again, which we talk about a lot, but also it's interesting that one of the other elements is just providing, again, this snackable content, which we talked about. So higher quality, less content, and also um, adapting to the new life of the consumers and the audiences, especially one of the big things was people are not going to, you know, a lot of people are not going to work a nine to five anymore. A lot of people are adapting the way they work. So how can we fit into their lives and I think that's something that you Becca talked a lot about is like understanding what our users doing how can we meet them halfway how can we give them stuff they actually want to consume so I think that was really interesting from from point number four, uh, four as well and it kind of drives back into I think the second the next sorry trend which is the number five which is more about omni-channel engagement 
And I think that is that is a complex one. I don't know what you thought about this one because it combines, you know, elements of social listening, but also it combines elements of understanding that people actually use social media to get news and understand what's going on in the world. I found it really interesting because it kind of covers the idea of misinformation, but also how social media can provide a centralized experience for your audience. So I don't know what you thought about that one, because I think that was quite a complex one. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting, particularly the misinformation bit and taking responsibility. So if you are a brand or a creator and you're using social media, you need to basically be a responsible user. And this is going to play, maybe you could argue maybe more as a brand, perhaps your reputation is so is going to be impacted so much by how you handle information. If there's um, like a national event or something, I think it's all about evaluating. Do is it is it sensible to talk about this or not? And if you decide the option is to talk about it, being responsible for that information, making sure it's from the right place, and not becoming a source of misinformation, um, I think that's so important. The other thing that I think was quite interesting was thinking about how sometimes when I'm working with clients, they get very, they can get quite panicky about what platforms they're using and, oh, should we use this one as well? Or, oh, we don't want to use that, or we need to be everywhere. And I think it's just reviewing where where your audience is and what's going to be most beneficial for them. So. One of the points was um, making sure that you're focusing on your audience, making sure that it's honest and informative and don't alienate your your consumers. And I thought, actually, this could be a really good way of ensuring that if you had a brand, for example, um, and they kind of panicked and thought, oh, we need to be we need to be on LinkedIn. It's like, slow down. Why? Why? What's your what's going to be your focus? Are your target audience there? If they are there, are they actually engaging with that kind of content or is it going to be a better use of your time to be somewhere else, maybe on Instagram? And I think this is something we need to explore because still lots of clients, yeah, they come in and they're like, oh, we just need to be everywhere. It's like, why? You just, I think it's a very outdated view now that you must be everywhere because users are flitting around, like they're not, even if the, your target audience is on Instagram, they are going to be on other apps as well. Um, but it's just making sure that however your content kind of comes together, are you delivering that in the best way, I think, rather than just like copy and paste, put it everywhere because then we can access them at all places. Like, nah, because then you're going to start kind of going down the wrong path. So I thought that was a very good thing to consider. And it goes back to actually the number seven. I'll go back quickly to number six that is about influencer marketing. But the trend number seven, I want to just elaborate quickly, actually. There's, I think, seven and another one that ties into this. The seven is all about, it says, brands will lead in social media decentralization, okay, which is all about actually brands finding way to incorporate social components directly into their user experience. And it goes back to what you just said. It's almost like, should I be on this platform? Yeah. How can I build the same experience? And I talked about this literally yesterday with somebody else. Overall, the way that online businesses even are engaging 
is no more about passive experience. Your users, your consumers, your community wants to be involved in it. So I love the trend number seven reminds us of that. And by the way, the good thing is that you can do that also if you're a small brand, because you might be like, well, I cannot really be Nike and create my own Nike app and obviously have it that way. Even if a lot of people do that, and actually, interestingly enough, Nike recently in the, in the past year hired their own head of content, which used to be a journalist, to create content for the app. So again, it's almost like covering a stance of blogs and in a different way, in a more, as we said, in a more engaging way. But it also goes back, as see I'm combining trends here just to give us a good overview. It goes back to number 10, which is the last trend, which is all about communities. And to me, is a very strong connection to what we just talked about, which is the decentralization of social media and bringing social into your own brand, which means that if you're a small brand and you're not Nike or Adidas, you can still build your own community, whether you do it via a newsletter, whether you do it via a free community, please don't go on Facebook, but anywhere else. I can see that almost brands want to strong, more strongly connect to their audiences. And I love that these are two ways or there's a big way that they're going to make that shift. I don't know what you think about that, but I think it's a combination of three trends all in one. And I can see the progression of it. It's exciting. I Yeah, I think I can. And, and it's especially on the community's point as well. Another thing that I see sometimes with clients is they, I don't know, I think, again, this is like quite an outdated kind of view, but it's like, oh, we need to, we need to be able to um, access like everyone and provide them with everything. And, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to kind of lose out on any potential customers. Right. And it's like, I understand, I get where you're coming from, but sometimes it's much better if you've got let's say a specific product rather than just trying to blanket like oh yeah we'll just target literally everyone it's like yeah okay but working on building that community that niche and making sure that relationship and that trust is really really strong because i want if you've got that as a foundation solid foundation then you can start building up building your brand you know selling more products branching out in your audience but I think sometimes people try to do that like from the offset and it's like uh like slow down you know you've got you've got a niche there are people out there who will like that so just you know give them give them a reason is one of the points actually give them a reason to engage with your brand and everything by being you know basically a cheerleader for your own brand be the the brand but yeah so I, I think that's a really good point I like they all connect makes me very happy it's very good (laughs) and it almost connects with number eight as well what you just said there as well and number eight was one of the more complex and then we're going to finish off with influencers and inclusivity as well because it's so good that they're actually a trend there it makes me excited but the the reason why i want to go back to number eight again obviously download the report in the show notes so that you can follow through i would say download and listen whilst you are also overviewing so that you see how they will come together i love the idea of the metaverse and i was like what Are we going into like Marvel multiverse? Because I'm here for it. Not really. But is linking back to what Becca just said, that consumer intelligence and the easier way, because you're like, how do do I do this? What are you talking about? I'm talking about immersive experiences. I'm talking about gaming. And and that's why uh, the, the trends and the report winks at the gaming industry itself. Like so many people set their own communities on Discord, for example. Why? 
because it creates a new sort of like type of collaboration and that kind of like consumer owned community and membership has a really strong focus these days. And there's a great example, which you should check out um, in the brand examples. There's a couple of brand examples for each trend about the Gucci garden experience. And I love that. It's a bit like um, Pinterest doing different types of hair. When you're looking at hair trends, which I found so cool, this is just an example from a social platform. But this kind of full immersion and understanding, one, for Pinterest, tapped into inclusivity, which is another really big trend, but also it tapped into that gamifying experience and that making the consumer part of the experience. And as I said, if you don't have the money to create a whole new workspace like Facebook that created that multimedia workspace, do it with community. Start with you know, live, start with connecting with, with who your brand is. I think that's going to be a great way to start building that for yourself. And it leads me to the last two things. One, influencers. That could be another way to do it. And that was trend number six. And I'm going to ask you, is there anything from that trend that really spoke out to you? Because I know that is a big one when it comes to creators for you as well. And I found it was interesting because it was about the maturing of the trend and actually coming into its place. And I found that was really interesting. Yeah, I this I am very very excited about this point because I feel like in the same way that we see maybe um some brands being quite nervous around like the TikTok format, for example, lots of brands were still quite nervous about influencers and felt like unless they have uh, you know, a crazy big budget, influencers are completely out of reach. But what I liked here is in this report we're looking at considering influencers as in- influencers of all sizes and having a mixture. And I think it's all about making sure that if you decide an influencer is right for your campaign, and I truly think that influencers can be right for lots of different types of campaigns, lots of types of brands. If you do the research, you will find people, but not falling into this trap of thinking, oh, well, we just have to have the biggest influencer because that's that's how it works. Like, no, 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 look for people who are truly going to be good to represent your brand. Do your values align? Like how authentic are they? And looking at all your your normal things, like do they actually get good engagement? Is that going to help you achieve your goals? Or have you just got someone with like, you know, a large following, but it's not going to follow through into the engagement and reaching your goals. And another thing as well that I wanted to touch on within this bubble of info was the point about valuing your influences and never underestimating their impact because i think people do i think people just assume like oh okay like an influencer and this is for like those brands who are still maybe a little bit cautious a little bit on the fence because they they don't they can't see it and this is about being like no if you if you do all of those first like steps so make sure you're doing the research have a mixture of influencers and make sure that they're going to truly align with your values and they're authentic and everything, then I think the impact is just, I'm going to try and use a big word, exponential. Really struggle, my tongue always gets twisted when I try to say that word. And just and just convincing brands, like if you do it properly, influencers can be amazing. Um, and I'm really, I think this is going to be great for creators themselves as well, because I feel like finally, the industry is taking them much more seriously rather than just like, oh, okay, you just take photos for Instagram. It's like, no, no, there's so much more than that. So, so much more. And the platform is also facilitating that. It's something that we've seen throughout the year, like from uh, like affiliate options to kind of creator funds, but also to creator marketplaces. 
And yes, it means that maybe some companies and agencies that focus on influencer marketing might actually not become redundant, but you know they might have to specialize in something more than matchmaking. I believe that's what I see it because a lot of brands might be like, well, I'm just going to go to my normal agency or to somebody who manages my social and they can do it straight away from the TikTok marketplace or the social or the Instagram one as well that they're like developing more and more. So I understand why the platforms want to do that because it means that then you're going to look for influencers on TikTok or on Instagram instead of somewhere else. And it goes back to the last, um, and it's not the last trend, it's number nine, but we combined a few on the kind of user experience and community. So the last one that I want to touch on, which is again, number nine is about brand inclusivity. And there's one, there's lots of quotes that people um, shared about this. And I love Chris Azahara, which is the global head of content and social at Les Mills. I love how he put it. More than ever before, brands will need to have an opinion on issues that affect our world. From racial issues to environmental topics, consumers want to see what brand will say and act and hold them accountable. And I love this because I think that's really where we're stepping from something that they talked about last year in the, the, the report, which is brands showcasing their values, which is what we believe at Alt Marketing School. As I said, this report is reading my brain. But actually making sure that consumers can see what are you actually doing it's not just virtual signaling, um, it's not a performative allyship, which they also talk about in the report. It's like, what are the things you're doing internally and externally to make that difference? And how are you prioritizing that? And I love the little, I don't know if you've seen it, the little brand example with Lego. Everyone is awesome. It's such a cute one. And that was just for Pride Month. And it's a great reminder. And I think I love the combination of the takeaways and the brand examples because it helps us putting into practice. And I think it's such a powerful thing as well. And I think, I mean, we managed to go through pretty much everything, not in depth, obviously, because there's a whole 68 pages for you to read for that. But I hope we gave you some food for thought. I would say go back and look, have the actual report and see what's coming up, because there's so many great ideas that you can actually take on for yourself. And if you go to the show notes, you can download it straight away. You can let us know what you think. What was your favorite trend? What have you learned? What did you already know? That's the other thing that I have as a question for you. And um, I really, really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Again, it was brought to us by the incredible guys and team at TalkWalker, which we're really happy to partner with for this one. And we will be back again, as always, next week. Let us know what you think at Fab Giovanetti. And if you have any other questions, Becca? At Becca Social. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time.